The Punch Stevenson Show. PunchStevenson.com. Episode 251. Sunday, October 19th, 2014. This is the Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 251. I am Rob, you are Greg. Hello. 251, 251. Wow. 605 or 824. Okay. What's that Chicago song? <laughs> Um, it's just random numbers. Twenty-five and... or six to nine. Yeah, what is what is that? You should know. You're a musician. Oh, yeah, but I would. <laughs> Twenty-five or six to nine. It has. It has something to do with like the musical chords or something like that. That they. I forget the actual reason. Something like that. Twenty-five or six to four. Okay. Makes no sense. Um, I don't know. I uh, saw them, like, uh, last year or the year before. Chicago. Chicago. They're very good. Still? Yeah. All right. I mean, they've replaced most of the original lineup of singers. Right. Why? But, um... Well, uh, Peter Cetera left, like, 30 years ago. Feuds. He just, um, I forget the reason. I, I, I think he didn't want to tour as much. Uh, so he kind of went out on his own. Um, you know, whatever. All right, anyway. So... Anyway. What's up? <laughs> I don't, so we, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like, where, where do we go after after that that pinnacle two hundred and fifty wow. episode? Where do we go from here? It's all downhill from here. Yeah. Well, it's sort of like I feel like we like the old the major league baseball term is a cup of coffee. Cup of coffee. That's right. A cup of coffee. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yeah. <laughs> Which Macho Man Randy Savage used in a promo back in the 80s. Which we covered on the Paunch Stevenson show. Now, he actually did not have a cup of coffee in the major leagues. He never made it to the majors. That's right. 
His father, I think, was in the big Randy Poffo. Yeah, so what that means is a baseball term that, you know, if you're struggling and struggling in the minor leagues and you get called up to the show, as they call it, and, you know, and then that's it. You know, you're just up for, like, a, a month or a couple of weeks or something, and then you're done, and they said, ah, you had your cup of coffee in the majors. <laughs> cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Cup of coffee. Rick the Dragon. And, uh, uh, so, so what did that have to do with, to do with us? So I think we, I don't know. I guess we had we had our cup of coffee. Well, you, yeah, no, well, the show, the show, yeah. Come on in. You're going to be defending against the dragon, Ricky Steamboat. What's the cup for? WrestleMania three, Pontiac, Michigan. Yeah, ninety thousand plus people watching right there, and this is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's cup of coffee in the big time. Yeah, cup of coffee in the big time because he'll never get closer than now. I am the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion, and I will remain the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion. And George the Animal Steel on the outside will be. No factor, yeah. You say no factor. Obviously, he is a factor, or you wouldn't even brought it up. Oh, wow. Mr. Sarcasm, yeah. I don't care if you've got 23 wrestlers around the outside, and it doesn't even matter, no. Because I am ready, and I will not let this opportunity slip through my fingers. Cup of coffee, man, yeah. Man! So, yeah, so, um, Eliza Dushku, she did tweet out the, uh, the episode... Yes. The YouTube link. And we've had about 230 views. <laughs> well, that's, you know, better than 229, I guess. I don't know. Nah, it's fine. So, um... No, I do want to, like, spruce up the YouTube page, though. I want to... I've said this before. I want to, like, start putting, like, not video, but like audio clips from some of our episodes, some of our interviews and stuff like that. Just put it on YouTube because I feel like more people will find things on YouTube than they do otherwise. Maybe. No, I definitely think I've, so. Our, our, most popular, our most popular videos on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Paunch Stevenson. Is the uh, the the prank call customer service <laughs> not, not prank call the, the the customer service call? Yeah, it has almost three hundred thousand views. <laughs> Me meeting Mario. Wow, really? Um, that was the, a video. Yeah. The what do you call it? The the fun and games arcade closing video. Really. And the uh, Jeff and the Sitar. Michael Jackson. Well, yeah, the Michael Jackson phone call and the and the Jeff Sitar safe yes. cracker, safe cracker, Jeff's world record holding safe cracker. Yeah. Well, that that's interesting. It is very. It's a very uh, interesting variety. Mm. We are a variety show. Yes, in in um, following the lead of the great Uncle Floyd. Yes, who is still alive? He's still alive. He is one of the. One of the... You hear this? Help me! Get me out of here! My God, this man's not dead. He's not dead. This man is not dead. One of these days, we got to go to one of his shows at one of those 
Holiday Inns or wherever he's playing now. I know. We got to meet him. Out in Parsippany. Yeah. Uncle Floyd. Um. Anyway. Um. I don't know. So, so we haven't done a recording in a while. <laughs> it's been a couple of months. Has it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we did one like in August before I left. True. Yeah, yeah, I forgot it's October already. If you don't count what we did in the car after I came back. That was very good. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it was funny because as I was listening to the audio from the interview I did with Eliza and, and her brother and her, and her mother. Yeah. In that room, I remember I was like panicking... I kept emailing you because I'm this. This sounds terrible. Why is this audio so? It, it's all distorted. What, what the hell? How can I fix it? Right. And you're like, forget it. You can't fix it. Well, you the can't. thing is, here was the thing. So then, one after you said that to me one night, I was at home, and all of a sudden, I was like, well, let me try this. And I realized for some other reason, I had the bass turned all the way up on my computer. Oh. And that's why it sounded like that. Oh, so what I was hearing was different from what you were hearing. I don't know what you were hearing. I was but just hearing I... I was hearing the normal audio. I know. So once I turned the bass down... Well, why didn't you say that? Why didn't you say to me, it sounds fine, you don't touch because it? Because I thought you were talking about the, the echo chamber reverb. Yeah, but to be honest with you, once I turned the, the bass down and I was listening to it myself... I didn't really hear that much of it. No, it sounds it was fine. I mean, we were in a big room with high ceilings. In Africa. That's what it sounded like. In Africa. True. But I didn't think it sounded that bad, to be honest with you. There's more reverb in Africa, I guess. You got me. So anyway, so she did retweet it. And I I put a lot of production value into this thing. This is another reason why we, we can't do a video podcast, because I won't be able to control myself with the production value. I'll be here for six <laughs> weeks then. You know, I had I spoke to Mike Massey beforehand. I got his thumbs up to, to you know, use his Africa song in there and yeah, know, but I wait, put but, that in the but beginning and the end. Uh, yeah, but you didn't contact Toto. I'm not the I'm not contact Toto, I'm not contacting them. It's copyright infringement. Nah. Fair use. I mean, I don't care, but... Fair use. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know, maybe Mike will get a little bit of a bump from that, I, maybe not. I hope so. Mike Massey's fantastic. Well, hey, the Denver Broncos, they should have learned. They had him and Jeff Hall performing uh, outside the parking lot for all these Bronco home games and in the playoffs, and they kept winning. And when they went to the Super Bowl, which was in, in our home backyard in MetLife Stadium yeah. in New Jersey, they did not fly Mike Massey and Jeff Hall out. And what was the result? They got creamed. <laughs> it was like 42 to 10 or something like that. or I think it was eight. worse. Yeah, yeah, it was like 42 to 8. Wait, so was the Mike Massey thing like w- with the Broncos, was it a- an actual official thing? Yeah. Or they would just go there and set up? No, they they would perform out on the state, you know, outside in the parking lot. Oh man, on this like stage, that's really cool. 
I know, you get a free Mike Massey concert, you know, out in Denver. Because he moved to Denver. Ah, good. So, um, but yeah, that, that that's, but they're stupid. And I told him before the Super Bowl, I said, I said, they better fly out there. Because you're good luck. And he's like, well, he's like, hey, he's like, I, I'd go if they paid me to go. And they, they didn't do it. See? So and then we, they he, paid the he, price. He, he could have met us, too, in person. Well, no. How would we have met? We can't. We couldn't get into the Super Bowl. You, you, the president, the the, no. the governor of New Jersey couldn't get in there. I'm saying like after, like the next day or something. Oh, right. If he was hanging out around or something. Yeah. Next time. Oh well. So wait, is he is he doing that this season too? I think so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So if you're at the in the Mile High Stadium or whatever they call it parking lot you can see Mike Massey out there I think yeah I th- I'm pretty sure he's doing Mike Massey if you're listening if you need a drummer <laughs> and you're in New Jersey email us <laughs> what, what do you mean first of all I just told you I contacted him you could just contact him I know <laughs> it's for the show oh okay alright anyway well, next yeah all right, so so two fifty one. Yeah, I'm just all right. On so, with the show. This right, is so, it. What's it? <laughs> Nothing. This is it. Wasn't that a bad movie? <laughs> on with the show. This is it. Uh, you know, on. You're speaking of on with the show. Saturday, I'm going to see Fleetwood Mac. That's their tour. What this year is on with the show. You you have a very busy Saturday. It it is indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where's Fleetwood Mac playing? At uh, Prudential Center in Newark, the arena. Uh, all right. Yeah, so I'll be at the New York Comic Con in the ninth level of hell, <laughs> in the basement there. Tenth and level. Tenth level, and then um, then I have to get out of there, come all the way back home, get in the car and drive down to Newark and <laughs> to the to the eleventh level. No, that's that's a nice arena. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, that's going to be hell, and they play for a long time. Oh uh, yeah, I heard. So is it? It's the original lineup. Yes, Stevie now Nicks they, and yeah, you know. yeah. So they've been touring for years and years as um, uh, Mick Fleetwood, John McVie, Stevie Nicks, and Lindsey Buckingham, who looks exactly like Dennis Reynolds. Yes, well, he's not Dennis Reynolds. It's uh, he used to look exactly Glenn like Howerton. Yeah. Um. Well, he still does. He just has white hair now, right? Um. He also kind of looks like J.J. Abrams. Anyway. So, and they per- performing as a, like a foursome for all this time. The original keyboardist, pianist, and and lead vocalist was Christine McVie. Yeah. And she quit. Back in like 1998. Okay. So recently she decided to come back. So she's back with them, and they're they're playing as a, as a foursome. Fivesome. Fivesome. Sorry. <laughs> so yes, I'm I'm very excited. I, I'm a big I'm a big fan. A quinto. Yeah. Quintet. Quintet. Whatever. Quintet. So, um, yeah, very excited. Anyway, 
So, so no, wait, hold on, hold on. Ugh. I have a list here. But I, yeah, well, let me, i just going to recap some stuff here All myself. Right. All right, recap. You went to Africa. Yeah, I came back. <laughs> Actually, this stuff happened before I went. So, in mid-August, I went down to Cherry Hill, New Jersey. It's very near Philadelphia. Uh, to the Monster Mania Convention. Uh, this is a that's smaller... Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, this is a smaller convention than Chiller. They have it several times a year. And it's a lot of horror stuff. They do get some other, like, B-level celebrities and whatever. Some bigger names, also. It was very, it was very inexpensive. I think it was like 20 bucks to get in or something. And I drove down there. And, um... The reason I was going there, and you should have come. You insisted you weren't going, but whatever. Should have come. And uh, I was going there because they had like a mini They Live reunion. With, uh, what's his name? Roddy With, uh, Piper. R- Roddy Piper. Hot Rod. Yeah, Roddy Piper and um, Keith David. And also uh, uh, the the woman that was in the, in the movie. Uh... Oh god, I can't remember her name. Yeah, her name. It was the so they lived the John Carpenter movie. Yeah, from the nineteen eighties. It was nineteen eighty eight. Meg Foster. Meg Foster. Ah, yeah, I can't remember her name. So, um, that was my intention. I had this nice, uh, like eleven by fourteen. Uh, well, maybe twelve by eighteen. I found this print that that they had put out for some reunion they did at a Dallas convention a few years ago. It was really, really nice. Um, And I was going to get that signed. And uh, there were some other people there, too, I I wanted to meet, whatever. And so I drove down there for that. And, yeah, so I got to meet uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper, who was very late. (laughs) He was. But, yeah, I don't They say he just shows up late for everything, but the lines were very short. Hardly waited online for anybody. I think it was in and out of there in like an hour and a half. Really? And, yeah, I, 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 I met up with some of the marked out guys there. Uh, Jeremiah and uh, Steve. Yeah. Uh, and actually, it was a good thing I did meet them. I'll talk, to, talk about it later. And so I, I got the Rowdy Piper, and I got—I think I got a little audio with him, and I told him that I was like, I was like, hey man, you were one of my two favorite wrestlers of all time, and he's like, oh yeah, who's the other guy? And I said Randy Savage, the Macho Man. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, I never got to wrestle him. I was like, really? Wow. Yeah, I find that difficult to believe, but he's maybe. like, yeah, he's like, we yeah, just, we just never. True. It's like we just never got lined up. Huh. Whatever the reason. So, uh, yeah, he was really he was really nice, very cool. I think pretty cheap. It was like $40 for the autograph and the picture. Um, I think Keith David was about the same. So, I also oh, met that, Keith. Wait, 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 wait a minute. So, did you also tell him, "Hey, by the way, the whole reason we went to the New York comic book marketplace no. is for you, and you bailed on the last second. No, I didn't. You owe us. 
You owe us twenty dollars <laughs> each. <laughs> we get to be Larry Kenny. True. And the jerky boy guy who stiffed us. True. Johnny Brennan. Um. Yeah. So then I went. I met Keith David, and he was very nice. Oh, and I also said to to, to Piper that I saw. You know, I saw him in. in it's always sunny in Philadelphia, and yes. I love that. Yeah. And I was like, "Why don't they let you talk more?" And he's like, "Ah, those are my buddies. My, he's like, those are my guys. Those are my buddies. I love those guys." Hey, hey, how you doing? Hi, yes, sir, I am. What you doing? Great. Oh, my two favorite wrestlers, you and Randy Savage. Oh, he was a good one. He was a good one. You know, he's one of the few guys that I've never really watched. No? I don't know. We just, you know, kept, I don't know Yeah. Why. Never put you. I think there would have been too much. I mean, too much. Like, who would who would talk over the other guy, right? Yeah, the wrestling match might be a little tough, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice job. Nice job. Yeah, I love you on uh, Always Sunny, also. Oh, wait. If you're going to be on there again, you got to tell those guys. Let you talk. <laughs> or is that like the joke that you don't get to talk on there? You just kind of like waddle around. <laughs> it depends on what I'm doing, I guess. You know, first one, yeah, I don't know. They're good guys. Yeah. They just let me improv. Good. Just be quiet sometimes. <laughs> Got a picture? Oh, yeah, he already took it. Oh, he did. Thanks. Yeah, so, Thanks, bud. I like him too. Uh, but yeah, so then I met Keith David. And I was telling him, ah, you know, I love you in The Thing and and all these these movies. I guess, yes. And then I was like, look, one of my favorite movies that you were in, funny movie, was Men at Work. Nah. With Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. And he said, I forget what he said. He's like, oh, yeah, I like that movie. But wait, but he was also the dad in There's Something About Mary. Yes, yes. Yeah, he was in, he was in some of the, those Riddick movies with... Vin Diesel, he was in Platoon. Mm. He's just been in a, a million movies. It's unbelievable. You know, tons of voiceover work. Um, but anyway, so you know, I was sitting there. I was trying to like talk to him while I was sitting there, and he just wasn't just wasn't very talkative. <laughs> I don't know. He was nice, but he just wasn't talkative for whatever the reason. Yeah, that's kind of weird. So then I met you know, Meg Foster, and um, she was in that movie. She was also in The Masters of the Universe <laughs> <laughs> as Evil in oh. with my with one of my favorite actors, um, Dolph Lundgren. No, <laughs> Lundgren. Uh, um, what's his name? James. Uh, I can't even remember his name now. From Back to the Future. Um, Christopher Lloyd? No. Michael J. Fox? No. Ah. James Spader? No. Every time I go to mention this guy, I can't remember his last name. James Franco? No. The guy that was there next to Dudikoff. Hmm. Would you look it up? I'm trying. Uh oh. J.R. Tolkien. No! Now now you're annoying me now. James Tolkien. 
Yeah, it's James Tolkien. <laughs> I thought you would know. I still could. I didn't get it. <laughs> I was too mad. No. So, oh, you know who was else in that movie? Who else was in the movie? Who? Who we also met, and I totally forgot. Robert Duncan McNeil. What? He was? He was the guy. He was the guy with Courtney Cox. Oh, man. Right? Missed opportunity. What do you mean? Because we could have asked him about it. Oh, God. <laughs> Courtney Cox, Frank Langella. Yeah, Frank Langella was in the uh, movie. Billy Barty, who's dead. Etc. Yeah, Robert Duncan McNeil was in that movie. Who was the uh, the the other girl? Tila, Chelsea Field. I've seen her in other stuff. Oh, she's married to Scott Bakula. Did not know that. Anyway, all right. So you were at this Monster Mania thing. Yeah. So you went up to Meg Foster. Yeah, for Meg Foster. So you know, I started like chatting with her, and she signed, and I was like, hey, you know. This nice print that this person had drawn up, for some reason, didn't have her on it. I was like, why didn't they put you on this? So she was very nice. I uh, She also had 8x10s there of her as Evil Lynn, and she signed that for free. Um, and so we were just talking, and then she saw my shirt. Okay. And I was wearing this Bob Dylan t-shirt. Yeah. That I just, yeah, this got me. So... Um, she goes, she looks at me, she goes, Bob Dylan, you know, I, I, I love him. She goes, do you know, I was at the Newport Festival or whatever. And I was like, I did double take. I was like, wait a minute. You were at the Newport Blues Festival in 1965. The festival when Bob Dylan walked out on stage for the first time ever with an electric guitar and all the folk fans booed him. Right. She's like, yes, I was there. And then she like was telling me about it. And she's like, why were they? She's like, I couldn't understand why they were booing them. <laughs> and then what I told her was, which really made her day. And this is the truth. I said, well, as we're talking about Bob Dylan, I said, you know, my favorite, favorite ensemble band of all time is the band. Which one? The band. Okay. So, yeah. And so then she was like, oh, you know, I love them. And so we started talking about them. And she was just going on and on. And finally, this always happens with, with these, uh, you know, with actresses at these small conventions. They they don't shut up. <laughs> That's so good, was, though. I know. She was really, really nice. And, and eventually uh, I was just like, all right, I got to. We got to stop because you got people in line here. I got to go. But yes, very, very nice lady. What's your name, Mike? Uh, Greg. Greg? Yeah, Yeah, I was a big fan of Masters of the Universe, the movie. Even. I was not as a kid growing up. It wasn't like the, the cartoon, obviously. No, but, not at all. No. There you go. Maybe the silver pen? Yeah, that's what I was going to do. I'm hoping Mr. Piper is here. He will be here soon. I know he's late for all the. Normally he's late for conventions. Rolls in late. Yeah. He does. 
Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So Rod will go there. Somewhere. I don't know. Honey, there's no shirts. It's art. Well, they put this guy and. But that's okay. I know he was. A, I know he was kind of. I know. He's so sweet. I don't feel badly about any of this. I'm sorry, I'm not on there because you wanted my autograph. But it's art. You couldn't tell. But why didn't Vincent put another iris in that picture? Right. But it was something. But I know. But it was something that was commissioned. For a specific convention, so they should have done a little more. Oh, this was conditioned for this. No, it was uh, something in Texas. Well, honey, but I don't but know. they but this like it's like saying why didn't they make a chartreuse car? I wanted a chartreuse. I don't know. I understand. Right. I don't want you to feel badly. No, that's fine. It's just the way. Okay, here you go. This man. Yes. <laughs> I saw him introduced at the Newport Folk Festival with Joan, by Joan Baez okay. in the early, early 60s. And I and I saw him in um, the village. And then I was at the Newport Folk Festival when he walked out with an electric guitar. For the first time? For the first when they time when they booed wow. him. I, I, I saw him walking out. <laughs> you know, I'm like one of the people. And, they, I, and he's got... And he's got like Michael Bloomfield playing with him or yeah. something. Holy moly! And I was like, I got so I went. Oh, I like yeah, yes. Yeah. Change the like, world with that. I'm so happy. The whole place booed him. I they know. threw things. There was almost a riot. I kid you not. All these folkies, yeah. Pete Seeger and Peter Yarrow, running around going. Whoa, whoa, calm down, everybody. Yeah. I mean, it was like, it was crazy. Oh. And I, when they started to boo, he wrote a song. He's changing, he's growing, he's eliminating. He's not, he probably might not do a whole lot of acoustic. I mean, it was like this moment of, of creating. This so, this is, this is what it's about. So, this is the type of thing. Wow. Yeah. But they were they were angry those people, I'll tell you. And if I'd been big enough I would have told them all to shut up. Uh. But they wouldn't have heard me. They were so busy being it was terrible. I thought I this is what this is what people do to people. You know, and I was thinking then I'd watch how people parented. And I got this whole different perspective going. Yeah. Well those are supposed to be like the freest of the freest thinkers. Yeah, supposed to. It was hysterical. Very angry. It was pretty interesting to me, I'll tell you. But I learned. Yeah. But it was after that, you know, that he um, he stopped and he changed and he had that terrible motorcycle accident. I mean, it, it was it was it was stunning for him because they couldn't, they couldn't yeah. go on the road. Yeah. But yet, the good thing about that came out of that was he All, well, basically sat. He sat in, you know, basically sat in his house with the band. That's right. Which, by I the know, way, hello. is my, my favorite all-time. Me too. Out, like full ensemble Love band. Love them. Love them. The worst. Oh, you didn't go see? I never got to see. I worked that. with Robbie. Really? Well, he did musical. Uh, I mean, he did like the scores, right? For movies. Well, yeah, he did with Mr. Scorsese, but this was yeah. before he, 
we scoring for Scorsese. He, he, we did this film called um, Carney in the '78. It's Gary Busey, Jodie Foster. It's very interesting, and it is about a carnival, and it's 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 really interesting. It's interesting, and he was one of the producers. Yep. So I just uh, I think you're done there. I just want to get a picture. <laughs> I think that's so. But you but you have listened to the band now. Isn't it brilliant? But all I was saying was Dylan. You know when they, he sat yes, there. Yes. Oh, honey, I know. And Everything wrote happens music for a reason. And because he was yeah, in the micro the motorcycle accident, he right. wrote all the music right. with them. You know, I. He may have even wrote, um, oh, oh God, I can't even think of the, the song now, uh, with um, the one that he wrote with uh, Richard Manuel. Not Chess Fever, but uh, I can't think of the, like, it was like, you know, like the right, right, big, right. big hit. But yeah, he wrote a bunch of them with him, and it's, that's just a little, little ironies, I guess. So. Oh no, Richard, oh my God, Richard Manuel. <laughs> They're the best. They are. Unfortunately, they're, they are the, they're all gone. Robbie's not gone. But, yeah, but, like, the singer. And Garth isn't gone, is he? No, no, he's still around. Um, but they were brilliant. I mean, yeah, they did this brilliant because it, they stopped. And got very little credit. They were huge. But if you hear anybody speak about them, that is. Yeah. Whenever I see new, newer rock bands and I meet them like afterwards, it's almost to every single one. If they're playing rock or bluesy rock, I say, my favorite band is a band and they're like, it's true. ours too. It's true. It's a musician's band. I know. Right. So, uh, can you take my picture? Sure, I can. Thanks. Okay. Is it just the big silver button, right? Thank you. Well, Thank you. Like it. It's a oh, pleasure uh, meeting you. No. It's my favorite band too. Yes. All right. Well, that's cool. Meg Foster, definitely thumbs up there. And so, on the table across from her um, was, and we saw him at the Chiller. In April, I didn't. I wouldn't get any signed. Or the last, or last year, it was Liberty Devito. <laughs> Wait, why was he there? I don't know. Now he's going to all these conventions. Yeah, but he's going to like monster, like horror Whatever. conventions. So, well, the local stuff. So again, he was the original drummer for all those years with Billy Joel. Did you talk to him? Yeah. So. I went up to them, and I I was gonna get him to sign it. Right? So, but the thing was, he next to him, he had his daughter with him. Okay. Tori DeVito, who's an actress. Okay. She was on, like, One Tree Hill, and she's been in, like, movies and stuff. She's very good looking. Um, so she was there, too. So I think it was, they were, I forget what they were charging. They were charging each, like, $20. Like, she was charging $20 for a photo. He was charging 10 And so the handler there, I was like, look, you know, I want a picture with both of them. You know, can they combine it somehow? He's like, all right, I'll just do it for twenty. <laughs> so I did get a picture with both of them. Uh, he just like called her over, like at the you know real quick, yeah. and she got in the picture. Right. And so then I was talking to him, and we were going on and on about you know like music and you know because he saw my Bob Dylan shirt. And he's like, ah, I'm gonna get a picture with Bob Dylan here, and I'm like, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not worthy to be called Bob Dylan. Um, so, so did you ask him about We Didn't Start the Fire? Besides the fact, I probably sing better than Bob Dylan now. Uh, no, no. So what I asked him was, I told him, I said, 
my favorite album of all time that Billy Joel and that you guys did was An Innocent Man. Really? Yeah, well, why not? I don't that know. was 1983. Okay, it was a uh, it was like an homage album to like 50s and 60s like soul music and doo-wop music and all that kind of stuff. Uptown girl, yes. You know, for the longest time, an innocent man. Right. Um. Uh, keeping the faith. You know, etc. I love that that album. So I was like, oh man, I love that album. How come you guys didn't do anything like that again? And he says, well, the truth is we had another whole album of those songs that we were putting together. We were going to do a whole other album like that and it just never happened. I was like, well, why not? Why don't, why don't, why isn't, why don't they do it again? Why? He goes, he goes, nah, Billy, yeah, Billy's too lazy. <laughs> too fat and lazy. Ah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Yeah, so that that was actually funny. That he, then he went, then he started making fun of Billy Joel for like five minutes. Oh man, <laughs> which was which was very funny. Burned that bridge. I'm sure he doesn't care at this point. Right here with Bob Dylan. Oh, I wish. Come out. Let's go. Awesome. Very. Pleasure to meet. Thank you. Nice to meet you too. Joel. But Innocent Man is still my favorite Billy Joel album. That was fun to make. Yeah. I watched that video when you talk about with Herbie. He talks about Herbie before. Oh yeah. I watch that 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 whole show all the time. Yeah, that was from England. Awesome. Because I know I don't even know Billy like does those songs a lot anymore because it's such. I, I, I don't remember. I haven't played with him since 2003. Yeah, I remember he said, like, at the time, he's like, "I'm doing this album because my voice will never be the same again, or something." Because I guess it was such a lot of it was, was higher pitch. Yeah, it was good. It was a good one. We we always wanted him to make uh, Innocent Man Part Two because you know it was the tip of the hat to a lot of right, the oldies yeah, yeah, groups, yeah. and there's a lot that we didn't do. Yeah. So we could have made an Innocent oh. Man Part Two. We should still do it. Yeah, well, he's, he's too lazy. <laughs> What? Yeah. Been a long time. Yes. Yes. Well, it's nice meeting you. Nice meeting. So, Nabi, he was very cool. He's very cool. Um, and yeah, I mean, he wasn't even. He didn't even like. Like, I went up to talk to him, and after we got, we were talking for like. You know, like close to ten minutes, because yeah. there was nobody else there. Finally, it was like, all right, look, I, I want to get a picture with you and and your daughter, and and then you know we got the picture. Cool. Um. So then I went into this other. Then I I saw the guy. Uh, you know, the kid, guy Jeremiah. I saw him, and then I went into the other room. Um. And in the other room is where they had uh, Burt Ward and Adam West. Ah, <laughs> along with the, some other people, the dynamic duo. Dynamic duo. They had Vern Troyer in there. <laughs> Why? Mini me. What's he doing? Uh, nothing. They had Peter Mayhew, Chewbacca. Ah, yes. Brutus the Barber Beefcake was in there for some reason. Not anyway. interacting with Roddy Piper. No. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
So I they also had know, like wouldn't they you know like wouldn't they uh, you no. know partner up and and, no. and like you know like market that to the fans somehow? Nah. No, they were marketing it as a they live reunion. True. Uh, yeah, it's true. Anyway, so but in the main room they had a bunch of people who were kind of supporting cast in the Walking Dead show. I didn't get any of them at at this time. They they, they just want too much money. Um, but I did say hello to a few of them. They're very nice. Um, yeah, so anyway, so I went back into that room. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm finally just going to get something with Adam West and Burt Ward. I know that they're rip-off artists. Nah. They charge way too much money. But I just said to myself, you know what? Either of these two guys could croak any time now. So, I'm just going to get it over with. Burt Ward, I mean, he, he, he was a blimp. Yeah, he's kind of heavy. Adam West looked really good, though, I must say, for he's in his 80s. Let me see. Adam he's pretty, I think he's like 85. He's really old. 86. Wow. Uh, he doesn't look it, though. Yeah. Anyway, so I went in there, and, there, you know, there was Burt Ward. And, you know, nobody's at his table. So I'm like, all right, um, um, I want to get, um, I want to get something signed. So I, I didn't think like, uh, you know, maybe I should get, like, I should bring something like big to have them sign, maybe like a, a Batmobile model or something. Eh. So I just got an eight by 10 and he signed it, Burt Ward, Robin in quotation marks. And I got a picture with him. And uh, and I had the, the guy Jeremiah with me, and we traded getting pictures with him. His it, the pictures weren't that much more for him. Yeah. How are you today, sir? Good. Fred, what time? Nice to meet. What, what name would you like on here? Uh, you can just leave it blank. Was, oh yeah, I'm gonna get Mr. West also. Okay. Well, you then. Well, I know you. We walked done. away. Well, he'll be back. He he just uh, probably going to the restroom or something. Uh. There you go. And that leaves tons of room for him to yeah. sign. Silver comes out really nice. good, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you have a photo, too? Yeah, he's, you didn't see anything but the photo. Sorry. Oh, I didn't hear you. Sorry about that. <clears throat> I didn't hear. All right. He's going to do both cameras. Sure. Here we go. You got a flash on that one? Yeah. All right, let's take one with this one. The protection copy here. I'm sure one of them is fine. Yeah, it's all right. Let's do it. There we go. Yeah, that one looks better actually. Good, 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 great. Yeah, yeah. well, Adam will be back in just a little bit. So how so, you doing these days? I'm great, thank you. Wonderful. I'm wonderful. Do you guys live? Uh, you live in this area? No, I drove about an hour and a half Where from North from? Jersey. What city? Uh, I'm near Newark. Oh, Newark. Yeah. One of the suburbs. It only took you an hour and a half to get here. Yeah, the turnpike it's wasn't too bad. For the oh, I see. And for a photo. You, did you go by Trenton? Okay, I'll just did you go past Trenton yeah. to get here? I'll yeah. Yeah, so. It's okay. I like your shirt. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sure one was fine. <laughs> well, good. We'll come back in a little bit because Adam will be back. Yeah. He just, you know, like I said, probably went either to the restroom or grabbed something, coffee or something. Takes a break. Okay. And then I was gonna get Adam West, and then he left and went somewhere. I had to wait for him to come back. 
And so while I was waiting, I started talking to the other guy, Steve, a.k.a. Class316. Uh, and so he decided that we decided that we would split a uh, an Adam West photo. Okay. Because it was, it was like 80 bucks, and so it only cost us like 40 each or something like that, or... Maybe it was forty, and all cost us twenty each. I forget. And Adam West was okay with this. Yeah, they didn't care. Um, the other thing was there was these people in line trying to like you know saying, "Oh, Adam West will not sign anything that Burt Ward has already signed." What? I was like, "What? Why?" So I went up to the Adam West, hand, you know, his handler, his manager, who's you know he's always with him. Because while Adam West was upstairs in the you know at his room or something, and I said to him, "I'm like." Listen, I have, I have, the, I just got this picture signed by Burt Ward. I want to get Adam West to sign it. He was like, "Yeah, no problem." You know, and he told me the price, and I'm like, "But he'll do it because Burt Ward signed it already." He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Okay," because some people said he wouldn't do it, and he was, just, he was looking at me with like I had three heads. He's like, "He's like, no." He's like, he's like, are you kidding me? We have them sign stuff together all the time. Of course. Well, that's the whole They're, point. Anyway, uh, now I would have liked to have a picture with both of them together, but they weren't doing that there. Wasted opportunity. Well, anyway, so we got the picture together. Um, you know, I was able to crop it pretty well, so you could, it's just me and Adam, basically. Yeah. And it came out nice. You know, he signed it. The only thing with him is he personalizes everything he signs. Right. Well, you, you always get things personal. I do, yes, most of the time. But a lot of people don't want that. But he does it anyway. Because I guess, like, he doesn't want people reselling it. But, you know, if you've paid him to sign it, it's not really... It really shouldn't be his decision. <laughs> well, what does he care? It's like he made his millions. You can't make a few bucks. So, I didn't care, but whatever. And who's going to take the picture? Uh, this is lady here. Can my friend be in it too? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Mr. West. It's yeah. an honor to meet you. Thank you. I love, I love you on Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> as well as uh, Batman back in, I saw you in the '80s on Batman uh, uh -huh. on Nickelodeon. Good, Greg. And guys, you, you can stand right in the corner there. Right. Bruce, you can take the uh, photo. Not my camera. There you got it. Oh, Thanks, guys. Yeah, you got it. Is that good? How are you? I'm Ryan for you. Uh, Alrighty. Here we saw you Friday. So, is it focused? It's good. Thank you. The first name? Honor to meet you, Mr. West. Thank you very much. So, that's a nice little piece I have. And, um, you know, I did get the picture with both of them. Came out nice and all. So, um, Burt Ward was doing pictures out in front of the, the hotel with uh, a Batmobile. Okay. Um, I was going to do that, and then one of the, the, the Jeremiah, he's like, he's like, don't do that because the lighting is really bad. It'll look terrible. And I think he was right. Because it was like underneath the, like, the overhang, you know, where you like pull up. It was kind of dark there, so it probably looked bad. Yeah. Now, here's the funny part. I was driving home from work a couple of weeks ago on Route 3. Yeah. And off to the right, I see a guy driving the George Barris, you know, 1966 Batmobile. <laughs> what? The same one? I don't know. If it, was, it was probably a replica. No, but I mean you know, the one that was at the hotel. Oh, I don't know. Oh. 
Maybe. Could well be. But, you know, there's probably like a million guys who have their like, recreations now. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I, was, I, I did a double. I was like, the Batmobile! <laughs> Should have crashed into it just to... <laughs> You know, just yeah, just to get to see it. All right, so then I went over to Peter Mayhew. I just had him sign an eight by ten, and I was trying to talk to him. Like at first, I was asking him, like, "Hey, uh, can I ask you a couple of questions for my podcast about Star Wars?" And the the guy next to him was like, "No, no, he he can't talk about Star Wars." I'm like, "I don't mean the new movie. I meant the old one." He's like, "No, nothing." <laughs> what? All right, fine. And then so then I was trying to ask him about the new movie. I was like, "Hey, how's it going?" He's like, "He's like, oh, it should be fine." Or he just he would not talk about it at all. What, but why? I don't. I guess he's you know they're sold the secrecy or whatever. Oh, get out! What's, what's going to happen <laughs> to him? He's so old. Mayu, great uh, honor to meet you. Star Wars fan. Oh, Thanks. Could I, could I ask you a couple of questions for my podcast? No. No, oh, camera? no it's just a right no. audio. No, we can't do any any uh, audio or video. video oh, can't you can't divulge anything? Yeah. Well, are you back in England? <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Sorry. We'll have to wait till everybody else gets. Well, I'm I'm ecstatic they're 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 back. So Good. I hope I hope uh, you know it works out well. Thanks. So whatever. It's kind of kind of weird. So that was the monster mania, and as I said, you should have come. You would have gotten a picture All with right. these people. Alright. Well, too late now. I I know, too late now. But you're you were complaining. I don't wanna go conventions. But I'm it's, telling you, it was it was not crowded. Well, I didn't know that it was gonna be like that. <laughs> the, the, well, the Comic Con just destroyed me. But it's but I told you it wasn't gonna be anything like that. <laughs> Chiller is even more claustrophobic. <laughs> I know. All right. Anyway. All right. Next. Anyway. So yeah, we're taking forever here. So uh, other meet meetups I had recently. So here's what happened. I was going, this was last week, I was going to the Paramus Barnes & Noble where we met Weird Al. Yeah. I was going to the book signing for Mario Lopez. <laughs> what? Well, I didn't Mario really... Mario Lopez? I didn't really care for him so much. I wanted him to sign the 8x10 that I had Dustin Diamond already signed, the cast. True, alright, yeah, true, true. So I was going there and... My my mom, I told her my mom wanted to go because she wanted to see Mario Lopez. <laughs> I was like, all right, fine. All right. So we drove over there, right? Yeah. We get there. It was starting at seven. We got there at like six fifty. I walked in, and I I asked them. I was like, oh, where are the books for Mario Lopez? They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, isn't he signing in ten minutes? They're like, oh no, he canceled three weeks ago. Ah, what? It's like what? They're like, yeah, we updated our website and everything. I was like, I don't look at the website again. Wow, this is very rare. Very rare does anybody cancel a book signing. I know, man, canceled. So no Mario yeah. Lopez. So I'm walking out to the car, and all of a sudden I think to myself, there was another book signing tonight that 
I, I remember wanting to go to, but I said, I'm not going to go there because I'm going to the Mario Lopez. And I'm thinking about it. I'm like, it may have been at Bookends. And Bookends is a bookstore in, in Ridgewood, New Jersey, that frequently has these big signings. Yeah. So all of a sudden it hit me. I'm going to look on their website. And I looked on the website, and it was Ron Perlman. Ah. Actor. You know, he was Hellboy. Right. And um, so I looked on the website, and I was like, oh, Ron Perlman, 6 o'clock. I was like, oh, boy. So we called the store, and we asked, is Ron Perlman there? Is he still there? Like, yeah, he's still here. I, we're like, well, how much longer is he going to be here? Like, ah, maybe 15 minutes? So at that point, it was almost 7. So I got back in the car. Now, luckily, this is just dumb luck, the Paramus Barnes & Noble is literally, like, you dro- we drove, like, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes? Yeah. And, and that's where the bookends is. They're very close by. Yeah, right. So I drove right there, you know, parked right in the lot there next to the store. There was, you know, nothing there. Ran inside, you know, bought the book. His, by the way, Ron Perlman's book is called Easy Street. Easy Street. Why? I don't know. I haven't read it yet. Shouldn't it be called Ugly Street? Oh, come on. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Ron Perlman, I'm kidding. So we go there. And I get inside. Now, I have my camera with me, but I forgot the um, the, re- the audio recorder. At home? No, I forgot it in the car because I was like in a rush. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. I was like, oh, i got to hurry up. So I ran inside. I bought the book, and I was like, hey, by the way, is he taking pictures? They're like, yeah. I was like, oh, good. So go down there into the, in the basement where they do the signings. There's like six people in front of me in line. Hmm. And so then I, I get up, you know, get to the line there or whatever. And he signs a book and says, hey, Ron, I loved you in Hellboy. And then, you know, we we're just talking. And, and I said, um, and this happened like the day before. I said, I heard you were doing a third movie. He's like, yeah, I want, uh, you know, I'm trying to get Guillermo to do it. Guillermo del Toro was the writer, director of the other Hellboy movies. Yeah. So he's trying to get him to make that movie. And, um,. Yeah, so you know he was you know he was really nice and and so he signed it, took the picture, and then you know my mom was there with me. I was like I was like oh hey my mom wanted to meet. He's like oh yeah I love meeting the moms. <laughs> so the funny thing was so my mom goes up to goes I loved you in Beauty and the Beast, the TV show. Yeah, and all of a sudden I was like and I looked at her I was like Beauty and the Beast. What do you mean Broadway? And she's like. Like and he, they're like no the TV show is like oh god with Linda Hamilton forgot that see that annoyed me because if I had known and the other thing was he was signing everything that people brought oh, and yeah. if I had known that I would have even if I was going to the Lopez thing I would have gone to his thing at six first and I would have brought stuff to get signed I could have brought something Beauty the Beast and had Linda Hamilton sign it at the Chiller. Uh, by the way, Ron Perlman is 64 years old. Wow, he doesn't look it. Beauty doesn't and the Beast it. was on CBS in 1987. Yeah. Yeah, it was on for like three years. Three seasons. It, it ended uh, 1990. Mm. So, yeah, no, he was really cool, really nice. And the, the other funny thing about him is I always thought he was really tall. 
Yeah. Well, well, he's standing on like a you know how in the bookends they have a little like uh, maybe like four inch stage that mm-hmm. they sit on. So he's standing on that next to me, and he's still like three inches shorter than me. <laughs> so he can't be more than like five eight. Wait, so it's like a uh, what do you call it? It's like a Arnold Schwarzenegger situation. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody in Hollywood must be short. That's yeah, that's weird, right? I know they must all be short. So yeah, he was really nice, really cool, and um, Ron Perlman. And then, last but not least, <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, you know, I'm a big uh, racing fan. Yeah, motorsports. So, and I've met her before, but the uh, the famous women racer, a woman racer, Danica Patrick. Yeah. And she's also famous for the GoDaddy commercials. Ah, GoDaddy stinks. Whatever. But um, she is so, she is thirty two years old. She you want to talk about short? She's five feet two inches tall. Oh yeah, she's a midget. Thirty two years old. She's like a hundred pounds. It, it is amazing. She is a hundred pounds actually. Yeah. It is amazing that she was now she's in NASCAR. Okay. But it is amazing that there and in IndyCar that she was able to drive these cars at two hundred plus miles an hour where a lot of times you have G forces of like five G's. Okay. Which is like fighter pilot G's. How she she was able to drive the cars um it doesn't even make sense. Well she's cheating. How? Because if you get a 300-pound guy in a car and a 100-pound no. person in the car, there's less no. weight. The car can go faster. No, they weigh the car with the driver in it. So? So if you weigh less as a driver, you have to add weight to the car. Ah. Uh, it, 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 trust me, you can't cheat. I did um, not but, know that. But in Indy cars, Indy 500, they don't even have power steering. <laughs> what? Well, you don't need it, though, because you're just going in a circle. No, they're on road courses. I don't know. What's the one? I know. I thought, what's the one you're just going in a loop the whole time? That's NASCAR. This is NASCAR now. Anyway. No, but wait a minute. uh, Is it the Indy 500, 500 laps? No, it's 200 laps. It is an oval. But IndyCar racing is is a very versatile sport because it's not just oval tracks they also race on road courses where you turn right and left now why is it called indie racing because it's it's named after the indy 500 indianapolis oh okay anyway so yeah so i had um i saw on twitter i think i follow her on twitter and i saw something tweeted that she would be at this Tissot, I think that's how you say it, this watch company, like, opened some store in, in on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan, um, and that she was going to appear, and so I, right after work, I rushed over to Manhattan, mm. and, uh, you know, took the trains over, actually got there very fast, got there in, like, 45 minutes, and, you know, she was in the store, and, you know, got to meet her for, you know, talk to her for a couple of minutes, and got a... You know, a couple of pictures with her, and she signed some eight by ten, and I was very happy. She was friendly. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I met her before at some of these things, but it, when I when I did, it was like a conveyor belt thing. You just were rushed right through. Yeah. 
check mark so all right so that's it for me in terms of uh crazy meats so what else are we talking about well i have one what'd you meet so back in 2006 oh okay i know what this is i was living in in new york city at the time yeah and uh actually i was living in brooklyn but i was in i worked in manhattan yeah, and after work one night, I went to I I don't even remember where it was, but it was some or, or sorry I don't remember what the name was, but it was some little teeny tiny minuscule, you know, flea infested dirt bag <laughs> dive bar place, tiny. Like I'm telling you, this place was tiny. So so all right, so it was like all those those terrible bars that your bands would play at that I would go and see you. Worse. Oh boy. And. And it was like some kind of, uh, you know, like, like uh, not necessarily an open mic night comedy oh. show, but it was like basically one notch above an open mic night. Right, right. And there were these different, like, different comedians would get up, do their thing for ten minutes, and then, yeah. but it was hosted by Nick Kroll. Ah, from the league. Yeah, but this Ruxin. was this was before he was anybody. This was before the Obviously. caveman, cavemen TV show. <laughs> This is before all that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I got to meet him and, and, uh... What would you say to him? I, I don't, probably nothing. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's just, there was nothing to say. It wasn't that funny. <laughs> it was like, you know, it was like amateur hour. It was right. terrible. But Now, did, were any of the other comics there? Did they become anything or not? No, it was yeah. terrible. Was he funny? Yeah, he was okay. He, got the, mm-hmm. he was decent. And then, yeah, because I remember, I'm like... Why didn't he get a picture with him? Th- because he was nobody. Ah, right. It was just some guy in a bar doing, like, open mic night comedy, basically. Right. So then I remember when the Geico Cavemen TV show came on the air. Yeah. In, what, 2007 or 8 or something like that? Wow. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, that's the guy from the dive bar. Like, he, <laughs> like he got on a show? I mean, it's a bad show, but he got on a show? Like, what uh... the heck? So anyway, I, I met Nick Kroll. Now he's on the league, among yeah. other things. Uh... <laughs> 
I have a celebrity, well, whatever, celebrity update, whatever you want to call it. But So I was browsing the um, HBO Go app on my Roku 3. And I wonder how you got. I wonder how you got a hold of that. <laughs> Very legally. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, thank you, by the way. So, um, but you know, I never use your other account. <laughs> you don't. I hardly ever use it. Well, you should. There's like there's stuff on there. I know. I just never. Well, anyway. All right. So I never anyway. Get around to it. Um. So I, I was just browsing through, like, ah, I want something to watch. There's nothing yeah. to watch. And this thing caught my eye, and it was um, a movie that had come out in 2013. It was called mm-hmm. Phil Spector. And I'd <laughs> never heard of it before. I'm like, oh, 2013. Oh, Al Pacino? Yes! Al oh, Pacino plays God. Phil Spector. Terrible. I didn't watch it. Yeah. But I, I just thought it was so bizarre. Like first he's playing Jack Kevorkian, then he's now he's playing uh, Phil Spector. He's like taking on these very strange roles. All right, all right. That was it. Oh, I just I, it caught me by surprise. So another thing that I saw. Well, you know who was in that movie? Uh, Jeffrey Tambor. Oh, he was. <laughs> well, I'm just looking on Wikipedia, but yeah. Wasn't Beverly D'Angelo in that movie also? I don't, what was it called? Uh, Phil Spector. It's called Phil Spector? Yeah. Released by HBO Films March 2013. Why do I... Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? She was married to Al Pacino. Uh... That's probably what I was thinking about. Anyway, I have something to say about her in a second. Continue. Wait, I'm trying to type something here. Anyway, so I'll continue. Yes. So wait, so, so something to say about who? Beverly D'Angelo. Okay. So I found out that... Um, now they are... We've been talking about this. They are making this new vacation movie. Where are they going now? I don't know. So it's coming out like a year from now, October of 2015. And this is the one that stars Ed Helms. Wait, what? Instead yeah, of so, Chevy Chase? Yeah, well, like, Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo will be in it in some fashion as Clark and Ellen Griswold. I don't know how much they're in it. But um, it's ba- mainly starring Ed Helms as Rusty Griswold, the son. His wife is played by Christina Applegate. The sister is played by Leslie Mann, who I hate. <laughs> That's Judd Apatow's wife. Yeah. Um, I was going to say. Um, Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia has some kind of role. What does he sound like again? Charlie Day? Yeah. Um, oh, you know, Mac. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, uh, Frank, we're going to eat some rats. We're we're gonna eat some rats. We're 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 gonna we're gonna boil some jeans. We're gonna boil some blue jeans. <laughs> why, why isn't that show? He's always boiling blue jeans or I don't something. Know. I don't. Uh, he just had he has like such a 
like a uh, I don't know what the word is like, but just that like this kind of voice that it's he's always yeah. like like very very excited. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> that's coming out, and the weird thing is, not only that, and so it sounds okay, I guess. I don't know. Right. But I heard, I don't know, you know, what what's happening with this, but I heard that she that there was a pilot that may have been may or not have been picked up with her and Chevy Chase starring on a television sitcom. Uh a vacation sitcom? No. No, it, it I I don't think it would have anything to do with that. All right. But it's some new sitcom that they're com- I'm I'm looking for it now. Uh, let me see. Let me look it up here. Chevy Chase. Chevy. Yeah. So it says um, ABC uh, handed out a script commitment reuniting the both of them for the 2015 16 season. <laughs> It's gonna flop. I mean, it, ah, it's gonna flop. So it says. Uh, it's gonna flop. It, right, you know. Come on, it's gonna hold flop. On. So it says the duo again playing a married couple whose golden years are interrupted after circumstances beyond their control force them to raise their grandchildren. Okay. I don't know. All right. So I read this thing that it says um what is it uh is there a tv channel called investigation discovery yeah okay so investigation discovery is um doing this this like reenactment of true crime cases i guess all right so, the name of the show is Heartbreakers, <laughs> and it's a three-part series that begins uh, August 13th, 2014, which is past already, mm-hmm. but it stars Kevin Sorbo, <laughs> Christopher Knight from the Brady Bunch, Peter Brady, yeah, Tracy Gold <laughs> from Growing Pains, Antonio Sabata Jr., uh. Judd Nelson and Nicole Eggert. Wow. <laughs> and uh. it, it, I guess they just reenact uh, uh, crimes. I don't know. It just what? sounds so absurd. I don't know. <laughs> that is bizarre. <laughs> Anyway, uh, all right, whatever. <laughs> ne- who cares? Next. Um, so I have another. Uh, uh, oh, what? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I had another TV show that was coming out. So um, I heard this is very recent, but apparently, like Christina Applegate spilled the beans a little bit. But apparently, I, I don't. Know, maybe it's Fox. But they're working on a show starring a new show starring David Faustino. What? Hold on. 
And it's also gonna have it's also gonna have Christina Applegate, not as a co-star, but well, she'll appear. Katie Segal is supposed to appear. They don't know about Ed O'Neill. And at this point, people are guessing, but we they don't know if it means it's David Faustino starring as Bud Bundy, or if it's David Faustino starring sort of like as himself, you know, a, a la Larry David, Kirby Enthusiasm. <laughs> Right, not sure. Like a like a mockumentary reality kind. Yeah, of you show. know, like the Spinal Tap type thing, or, or you know, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. So um, wait, so when is this coming on? I have no idea. Oh, I'm sure next year at some point. All right. Um, I don't even know if they're filming it. At, you know, if they started filming at this point, but I don't know. I'm not sure what to think. I mean. I love Married with Children. Of course. Even though a lot of people criticize the the last few years and like, oh, it wasn't that good. Uh, because the people complain like, oh, every episode is Al and No Ma'am getting into some kind of trouble with Marcy. And I was like, so what? That's funny. It's still funny. Yeah, it's funny. So again, I don't know if there if it will actually be Bud Bundy. Um, or if it'd be the mockumentary, my feeling is I wouldn't I wouldn't care either way. I would definitely watch it. <laughs> I just think that it would probably be funnier if they do like a mockumentary type thing. Right. I just don't. I. I mean, Bud Bundy by himself. Uh... Well, here's the thing: if if the show is okay, well, here's Bud Bundy as an adult. Yeah. And basically, he just takes the place of Al Bundy. He has a family of his own, and it's like... Yeah, I think that would be the intention if it did happen that way. Right, and number one, it's just a rehash. And number two, the, the, you know, like the... I mean... The people growing up now, like, who's Bud Bundy? What is that? They don't know. I know, well, that's part of the problem. But also, like, look, the Bud Bundy character was very funny. (laughs) Right. But he wasn't as funny as Al. <laughs> no, well, right, because he was a child. You know, I mean... Hey, Pig! Hey, Pig. Al was the, the star of the show. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So, I don't know. I think it'd probably be better suited as, like, a mockumentary type thing, but... We'll see. You know, at the same time, but then, see, the thing is, if you do it that way, though, like... What would you do? Right, you well, know what I mean? Like, well, the other problem would be like, all right, great, who's David Faustino? I know that's the thing. You know, it's like, you know, it's like Larry David when he did it. Everybody knows who Larry David is. He was he wrote Seinfeld, and and so he played this character who was himself. But but Larry David was like a famous person, you know. Yeah, like there was a lot of things like he could he could always do like oh, I'm working on a new project. There was always angles that they had. Like what would. What, what angle would you have with David Faustino? Rapping. <laughs> you know, trying to get, like, a, an acting job? I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, isn't that what the, the stupid um, Matt LeBlanc has done with that episode show? Yeah. It's basically the same thing. Um, uh, anyway, so... We'll see. So, another actor... Mm. Who is on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm. And The Office. 
He had a, a, a small role in the office. And Seventh Heaven. Oh, right. I forgot he was on Always Sunny. <laughs> yeah, Won't he be played anymore. Dennis and D. Reynolds' father, right? Biological father. Yeah. So actor, uh, what is he, 67-year-old actor, Stephen Collins. Yeah. Who's, you know, he's a good actor. He's a funny guy. He's a good actor. Well, he was also in the Star Trek The Motion Picture. Ah. He was Decker. Stop competing with me, Decker. Um. So, you know, if you have to say the word compete wow, or sorry. competing, you don't say it as that. You say it as competing. Oh, okay. Accent on the com. Com. Competing. Competing with me, Decker. So anyway, Stephen Collins, 67 years old. So evidently, um, I don't know. From what I read, he and his wife were in some kind of counseling maybe a year Mm. or two ago. and, And she had a recording of him confessing to molesting children yeah and it's like ah come on why (laughs) what is wrong with this guy something bad obviously a lot of things are wrong what isn't wrong michael jackson and this stephen collins it's like why why do people have to do that michael jackson was never proven Uh, right all right fair enough fair enough that's ignorant. Yeah. I love children. <laughs> children are beautiful. All right. So anyway, yeah, Stephen, so Stephen Collins. Collins. Yeah, no, he's, he's getting the LAPD, the NYPD are investigating him. Yeah. Man, like, what the... Come on. And then could you imagine... Like, so here's the weird thing, right? Could you imagine if you were, like, Glenn Howerton or one of these actors who's worked with him and you're like, hey, yeah, mm-hmm. Stephen Collins, I joked around with him, whatever... And then, like, two years later, this comes out, and you're like, oh, my God, I joked around with that guy, and I was, like, hanging around this guy. It's like, yeah. It's weird. Well, think about this way. They pulled all of the Seventh Heaven reruns off of TV. <laughs> they have to, right? I thought it was, I don't know, I think it's kind of unnecessary. They didn't pull Michael Jackson's song from the radio. No. Again, it was, it was unproven. I know, but... <laughs> Look, I mean, yeah, but... Look, Phil Spector killed a woman. They didn't pull all well, his produced true. music off. That's true. They like should. half of the songs. They should. No. Are you kidding me? Phil Spector. All right. So anyway, yeah. So uh, yeah, he's in. He's in some hot water. Speaking of Phil Spector, so I, I'm a very big uh, Beatles fan. Yeah. My whole life. Very, very big yeah. Beatles fan. You're a big Beatles fan. I'm a big Beatles fan. Everybody's a big Beatles fan. That's right, love. <clears throat> That's right, George Harrison. So, the Russian George Harrison. That's right. Never I mind. am the Russian From that George stupid Harrison. documentary. Yeah. <laughs> so, we don't, we don't know. So, anyway. We don't know what's happened to John. Where has John gone? Stupid. It was, uh, yeah, it was terrible. So, um, (laughs) what was it? The the last will and testament of George Harris? Please. So, so anyway, so my point is the, uh, you know, like the, 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 
the the Beatles catalog of albums yeah. is very highly regarded and highly respected and very yes. popular, but yeah, and Michael Jackson has ownership of it, whatever. <laughs> well, not anymore, but no. But my point is, so the um, I guess what's what's considered uh, to be like the weak the weak link of all the Beatles albums. Well, let it be. It was during a time of turmoil, and uh. and they were disorganized, and it was. It was just a bad album. They, you know, John it Lennon. Is? John Lennon brought in Phil Spector, and he messed with all the tapes, and it's just, it's just a weak album. Yeah, it's, but then didn't they come out with "Let It Be" like naked or something? Or no, nah, that was terrible. Supposedly fixed. No, nah, it was terrible. But but yeah, so popular opinion is that "Let It Be" is like it's just the weak album. Don't even bother with okay. it. It's weak and sloppy. And I'm like, you know, I listened to the Let It Be album, and I'm like, this yeah. this album is awesome. What are people talking about? Well, I mean, Let It Be is one of the great songs of all time. I know. Uh, Paul all McCarty. the songs. You know, Two uh, of Us, Dig a Pony, I've Got a Feeling, I've Let got It a Be, feeling Across is, the Universe. And, I've Got a Feeling is maybe my, could be my favorite Beatles song. It's a great song. And great get, song. Get Back for I mean, you The blue. Long and Winding Road I know, was fantastic. Like, get Back, yes. Well, I mean, yeah, most of the good songs on it were McCartney. but Well, then so what? No. Still a good album. Yes, and and yes, they, John Lennon did bring Phil Spector in to... Yeah, but know, they also brought in Billy Preston. Well, to play on it, but but I mean, like, okay, hey, Phil Spector, here's like a mountain of tapes. Go, go. Here, here's all our tapes. Make an album out of this, and he but did, the, and it was a very good. Glenn album. Johns and Alan Parsons as engineers. Yeah. So first, they gave the tapes to Glenn Johns, uh. and were like, here, you know, make an album out of this, and he did, and like, nah, try again. So he tried again, and they're like, nah, we're just gonna shelve it. And then, you know, maybe, I don't know, a few months later or something, John Lennon's like, nah, you know what, let's let's give it to Phil Spector and see what well, he can do. And it, I, I'm telling you, it's a good well, album. Yeah, now, was Let It Be, or, or I can't remember, was Let It Be originally supposed to be called Get Back? Yes. All right, and, and, and that was the album that was supposed to be, that was supposed to coincide with the BBC concert that they would put out as a movie. They right? did put it out as a movie, yeah. No, they did they, well, originally in in 1969 or whenever in 1970, it was released in theaters. What was the movie? Let it be. What the hell was in the movie? Them rehearsing and rehearsing and, and jamming and rehearsing, and then finally, oh, no, know, yeah. finally, the rooftop concert. I know, but the original plan was that it it was going to be a get back, and it was going to be. Um, it was going to be their last album, whatever. But it was going to be this this huge. They were going to play live in front of a in a concert right. for the first which, time in huh? Right, what you were going to say, which they hadn't done in several years. Yeah, they hadn't done in several years. They were going to play, and well, McCartney wanted them to tour. <laughs> right. But essentially, what happened was. That was when everybody kept quitting, Harrison quit, and the only way they could get George Harrison back to finish this album was to agree that they would scrap this concert. Right. 
you know, essentially, you know, basically what he was saying was, um, and he said this in interviews back in the 70s, he's basically saying, you know, I'll come back to finish the album, you put the album out, whatever, and I'll do the stupid rooftop concert so we have something, you know, whatever, but that's it. Like, I can't, I can't stand to be near you guys anymore. Just, I'm just going to come in, do whatever I need to do, and then get me out of here. <laughs> yeah, but then they did Abbey Road. No, Abbey Road was before then, I thought. It was released before, but it was recorded after. Oh. I don't remember. But anyway, so my point is, the Let It Be album is regarded as this weak, sloppy album oh, okay, of garbage. Fine, and it's like, whatever. it's not garbage, it's like one of the best albums ever made. I agree. Okay, and? What's your point? Phil Spector? I don't know, what's the point of anything? I don't know, where were you? You were tone of Phil Spector! That was Phil ah. Spector. He did the album. Alright. Um... And then the last thing I have, and then I'm done for now, is if you go on YouTube.com, and if you search for Surprise Eggs, what? Surprise Eggs. Yeah. The and the hell is this? And all these different, like all these different videos come up of like, you know, like the gumball machine, like the plastic chicken eggs. Right, right, right. right. And you open it up and there's a cheap toy inside. Junk, right. So there's all these videos on YouTube of people with piles of these plastic chicken eggs. Ah. Uh, for what? And and it's just a video, it's like a 20 minute long video of them like just going through the pile, opening them up and showing whatever cheap little toy is inside to the camera. Oh, right? And you're like, God. who cares? Like, I'm telling you, there's like hundreds uh. of these videos. And each one, like, look, this one here, 146 million views. What? This other one. Uh, Why aren't we doing them? I, I don't know. But like, what is this? This doesn't make sense. It. 36 million views. 56 million views of, like, chicken egg toys. <laughs> like, do, do, seriously, if anybody's listening, do you know what this is? Like, what what is this phenomenon or whatever you want to call it? Like, does Esteban know? I don't know. This is very bizarre to me. This other, you know, another one. 83 million views of the chicken right. egg. The plastic chicken eggs. It doesn't make sense. 31 Stupid. million views. Um, this is insanity. Uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, um, did you know the league uh, on F FXX came back on you know last month? Have you been watching it? Yeah. Did you see the episode where they did a backstory for <laughs> yes. Dirty Randy yes. and Raffi? <laughs> oh my god. It was like Clean Randall or something. It was Clean Randall and, and Raphael. And the backstory was that 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 Seth Rogen's character, Randy, was, was celebrating on that he, they were building this skyscraper. Right. And he popped the champagne and it hit his friend in the eye and he fell off to his death. And he fell off and crushed Raffi's family. He had a wife and two children and, and pancaked them. 
And then they both had to go to a mental institution. And they kept getting electric shock therapy, but they liked it. <laughs> so they just kept taking it. And it made them more crazy. Oh my god, that was a lot. That was easily the best episode they've ever done. And it may have been the funniest episode of television I've seen in years. <laughs> really? Oh, it was great! That was that was the first time that I saw uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, the heck is that guy? The, what's what's the actor's name? Um, why doesn't it say? Who? Hold on. A For minute. what character? The uh, what's his name? Rafi. Oh, Jason. Where the I heck can't is even say his last name. Oh, yeah, all right, here we go. So, yeah. or something? So that episode was the first time, because he's been on other, he's been on, like, you know, Parks and Recreation and, and other yeah. stuff. So that was the first time I've ever seen that actor, Jason Mantzoukas, <laughs> uh, without a beard. Yes! He looks so... Yes. I'm like, wait a minute, this guy, he looks so different. <laughs> when they showed, that was what I was laughing the hardest at, when they showed the flashback, he was clean shaven. <laughs> yeah, he looked very, very different. Oh god, that was amazing. <laughs> and the other thing I was gonna say was I happened to catch the premiere of Saturday Night Live this season. Oh boy. So did I. Oh my god. First of all, they had Daryl Hammond replace Don Pardo. Horrible. Awful. You can't you couldn't even hear him. He's like, it's Saturday Night Live, <laughs> and now it's, uh, it's Taryn Killam uh, and Kate terrible. McKinnon. And I'm like, what? The, what? That's your, your new host? Awful. Well, one of the reasons I, I normally wouldn't watch, but one of the reasons I was going to watch was the, the host was Chris Pratt. Yeah. And Chris, Chris Pratt was on Parks and Recreation, right? Yeah, he's very funny on that yeah. show. I like and that. He was show. All, and, and he starred in this Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Right. Which is this huge hit mu uh, Disney movie, um, which I actually saw like last week. It's very, very good. Okay. And uh, I'll. Huh? Okay. Amongst all these stupid comic book movies, it was, it was, very, it was very good. And it had like. It had a very good soundtrack. You know, they they purposely made it in the story where like he got he was kind of abducted by aliens and he had this mixtape with him. Like, he was abducted in nineteen eighty eight, so he had this mixtape with him that his mom gave him, which was all like these seventies songs. Okay. It's a lot of good stuff though. You know, a lot of good the uh, seventies, you know, seventies uh solid gold seventies songs that you normally don't get to hear. Right. So so wait so so the aliens liked the 1970s music? No, it's just he had it with him. Oh, he would listen to it, and it would play as part of the soundtrack, which I thought was great. The director's name is James Gunn, and he did. I thought he did a great idea in using this these songs in the soundtrack. You know, rather than these you know stupid rap songs and garbage that they use now. <laughs> no, right. It was very good, but anyway, I really liked that movie. Chris Pratt was hosting, so yeah, I'll check it out. So I happened to, to check out, and I happened to see the sketch where I forget who which actor it was. I don't even know these new actors, but he was supposed to be like a kid, 
and he wishes for something for his birthday or something like that, and his action figures come to life, and Chris Pratt comes to life as He-Man. Right. And some other guy comes to life as Lionel. Taron Killam. Oh. So, the big thing is, apparently He-Man can't even speak normally. Uh, yeah, why? He was like a caveman. <laughs> right. And then Lionel spoke like this, like, girly man who, you know, liked his crotch being touched. <laughs> it made no sense. It was so bad, and the whole internet was lampooning it, and then that, you know, really, you know, like, uh, like, mess of a singer, Ariana Grande. I don't even know who she is. <laughs> she shows up as Shira, says nothing. Right. It was horrible. I know. The whole show is horrible. And Chris Pratt is a really funny actor and they gave him nothing to work with. Well, they, they always do that. Recent, I mean, the, you know, like the past several years, that's how it's Terrible. been. It's been. Yeah, it's been very bad. Somebody else, I don't know, they need to bring Mad TV, Some they need another sketch show to come around because the, it is terrible. I know. So anyway, I, when I saw Guardians of the Galaxy, I saw it at the Allwood theater really <laughs> well the reason was because you know at this point i was surprised it was still in theaters but it was only five bucks on a tuesday so i was off from work so i went there and it i i saw something where it says that they have like reclining seats in the theater i was like okay whatever so the allwoods is an old theater and when you go in there is this long hallway whatever and there's, it, there, it's broken up into a lot of small rooms for the most part. So I go all the way down to the hall, end of the hall, and I go into the small room. And, and quite frankly, it, it, it seemed like I was going into like a 1970s New York Times Square pimp house or, you know, peep house. <laughs> okay. Peep show. You know, it was very, the decor was very strange. So I go into the room. It's like pitch dark. It's like no lights on in, in, the, in the theater. And I look around, and there's, like, they took all the seats out, and it's, like, four rows or, or so of leather reclining chairs. What? Yes, yeah, very, very strange. When did they do this? A couple of... Because it went bankrupt, and somebody else bought it, and they replaced... I don't know if they replaced all the, 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 the rooms, but these smaller ones, they definitely replaced it. You couldn't fit more than 20 people in there if you wanted. So they took out the stadium seating and put in Lazy Boys. Yes, basically, yes. <laughs> How was it? Well, I mean, uh, it was fine. Like, I didn't recline all the way because I didn't want to, like, touch it. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know. There's a leather chair. I don't know how well you can clean this thing. All right. But, you know, again, the movie, you know, the sound was fine. The picture was fine on the movie. It wasn't like 3D or anything. I didn't care about that stuff. So I was happy. All right. And it was like nobody else in there. So, yeah, it did feel like I was at like some kind of like a, you know, you know, like a, a porn theater. Like I was Paul Rubens. <laughs> oh, come on. Anyway, so. um <laughs> So. Oh. So before we just real quick get to some celebrity deaths, not dead or, or dead, apparently uh, Bob Zamuda put out this stupid book where, again, he's claiming that Andy Kaufman is alive 
it's the 30th anniversary of his death, and that he's going to appear again. It's like, stop already. <laughs> Just stop. Stop with the, the women claiming that they're his daughter, and he's dead. Right. There's no conspiracy. The man is dead. Anyway, so, um... Uh, a couple of people died. Yeah. And both of these people were James Bond villains. Okay. And also had their likeness appear in the infamous uh, video game on the N64, Goldeneye. Okay. 007. By Rare. Rareware. Yes. Yeah. And the first is um, Richard Keel. He was Jaws. Jaw like the fish? No. He was Jaws like the metal you know, metal in his mouth. I know. He was in Spy Who Loved Me and Moonraker. And uh, he was 74. He died um, some kind of natural causes, I believe. But he was a very, very tall man. Uh, he was also in Happy Gilmore. And he was also yes, in... The, the big yes. giant guy. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Shooter? And he was also in uh, Cannonball Run. Mm. He was uh, in the little tiny Japanese car with Jackie Chan. <laughs> Jackie Chan. But Richard Keel, very nice man. Uh, I had hoped to meet him. But uh, unfortunately, um, uh, he hadn't been in any of the chillers that we've gone to. He he go he went to them regularly, but he ca I guess he hadn't come back on the rotation yet. And he died. And then the other one was uh, Jeffrey Holder. Yes. Jeffrey Holder was... With a was G. 84. Yeah. Jeffrey with a and G. He, yeah, he was in Live and Let Die. He was Baron Samity. He was... And, <laughs> and you know who did the music for Live and Let Die. That's right. It's me, Paul McCartney, love. Paul, Paul and Linda McCartney did the music. That's right, love. Um, but uh, anyway, so Jeffrey Holder, he was in that. He was also the 7-Up guy. He was the Uncola man. I know. We grew up with him doing the 7-Up commercials. Yeah. And also, he was in Annie, the movie. Punjab. It was Punjab! Mm. Um, yeah, so Jeffrey Holder was 84. And uh, yes, he died. Yes, he was born August 1st, 1930, died October 5th, 2014. 84, also, 84 years also, old, pneumonia. He also directed the original Broadway production of The Wiz. Oh, well. <laughs> 84, pneumonia, and then the other... Um, uh, what the heck? The... Um, ah! So what I was going to say no, wait, was... Oh, so, so, and Richard Keel, he was born September 13th, 1939, yeah, yeah, yeah. died September 10th, 2014, 74. So what I was going to say was, if you go back to the N64 game, GoldenEye, 007, that I think the only like classic Bond villain that they put in that game that is still alive is Grace Jones. She was Mayday. From Live and Let Die. Yeah. Oh, wait. Did they have Zorn in that? Right? Wasn't she from Live and Let Die? No. No. She was in A View to a Kill. No. Oh. Hey, who, who else did they have in there? 
Uh, well, we have some other... couple other celebrity deaths. Who? What do you mean? Who? Joan Rivers? We talked about her. No, we didn't. Didn't we? Yeah, no, we did. No, the last one we did was uh, Lauren. We McCall didn't talk about Robin her William. in the car at we were when I was we were you know uh, tapping no. the Dushku episode. Nope. Yes, we did. No, we didn't. She I, she might have been sick at the time, like the. No, she had died already. I think. Yeah, she was definitely dead. Well, anyway, I'm officially born. June eighth, nineteen thirty-three. Died September fourth, twenty fourteen. Surgical complications. She was eighty-one years old. Comedian Joan Rivers. Yes. She talked like this. Yes. <laughs> Melissa, what are they wearing on the red carpet? Whoa. Oh my Whoa. god! What are they wearing? <laughs> I love Joan Rivers. Very, very funny. She oh was on. God. She was on Celebrity Apprentice too. Yes. Yeah. Um. Well, she was in Spaceballs. Yes. Good for a girl. That wasn't too bad for Rambo. And then um, wait, then another one. Wait a minute. Give Joan. We gotta give Joan Rivers her due here. Oh, all right. Well, I thought it was. Joan. Yeah, Joan Rivers was. One of the like frequent guests on the Tonight Show until she tried to do her own show, and that un- angered Johnny Carson, and he never talked to her again. But um, yeah, very very funny, very you know um, witty woman. It's amazing. I mean, she went all the way. You think about it, she went all the way back to like the late fifties as a comic, and pioneering. There's never been a woman comic female comic like her oh yeah yeah I mean, she's been around for yeah and she's still to, right up to the end she was performing everywhere oh yeah well you know, but, I mean the, the thing is she wasn't like this old frail no. woman who just died no it was like you know she went in for a surgery and there were complications and unfortunately she didn't make it she would have gone another, you know, twenty years probably. Yeah, well, I think somebody they they did something in 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 the procedure they shouldn't have done and killed her. Yeah. But what I was gonna say was, um, yeah, very very funny. And she did a like a few years ago. She did this incredible documentary called, uh, I think it was called like Joan Rivers. Um, Oh god, I can't remember the name now. Uh. A piece of work. Yes, Jonah's piece of work. Tremendous documentary, one of the best I've ever seen. Twenty ten. Yeah, I saw it on Showtime, and it's about like her and her daughter and her grandson and all. But it's it's mainly it's mainly a spotlight on her and a spotlight on her career, and how even. With all the notoriety and stuff, that even right up to that point, she was always trying, to constantly writing down thoughts that she would turn into jokes, all the time. Always working on new material. She was, she was actually petrified that at any time, basically she she would be, she wouldn't have work anymore. Like that would be it. Now, part of the problem was she had a ridiculous spending habit. <laughs> Like Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, but very, very good for... 
she was always very uh, good for up and coming comics and that kind of thing and very well respected so yeah it's a it's a it's a, it's a loss there's no question I mean, you think about it from that era of comedy this this classic era like Don Rickles is still alive yeah Bill Cosby is still alive yep I guess Steve Lawrence Who? Steve Lawrence is still alive. Who's Steve Lawrence <laughs> Stephen Eadie don't know anyway um but yeah I mean beyond that I and mean, there's like nobody left now, well, I mean, Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, really well, comics. yeah, Mel Brooks, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're, they're not really comics, though. Writers. Performers. Yeah, but they're, they're not comics, but... Yeah, it's like, they're really, like, no one else left. And Joan Rivers was also the master of plastic surgery. Yeah, she definitely had, definitely had a lot of that. She started in the 50s and just never stopped. No. Which anyway. is, I mean, it's strange because you know, she was a perfectly fine, you know, normal-looking woman. Mm, I don't know about that. No, when she was young, mm. she was just a regular, mm. you know, like a normal-looking woman. Yeah. And she just got surgery after surgery yeah. after, and and her like I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to to make fun of her or whatever, but. The past, oh. like the past ten years, her face—probably even twenty years—her face literally looked like yeah, I know, like a Muppet. Back in the eighties, oftentimes she was the center square. Hollywood, yeah, Hollywood that's right. Squares. That's right, yeah. Joan Rivers in the center square. Uh, so anyway, all right. So uh, and then one more. Born February twenty second, nineteen eighteen. Died, yeah, 1918. Died August 18th, 2014. 96 years old. The announcer, the, the, uh, ever since 1975, the announcer yeah. of Saturday Night Live. We didn't talk about him already? Nope. Are you sure? Yes. Man, I am, I'm just out of it. Don Pardo. You didn't even say his name. I was waiting for you to do it. Oh. <laughs> Don, Don Pardo. Don Pardo. It's Saturday Night Live. With your host, John Goodman. Ah. Dana Carvey. So, uh... Mike Myers. <sighs> So what else? Kevin Nealon. So that Norm McDonald. All right. So hold on, hold on, hold. On. So, uh, so yeah, like I said, he was born in 1918. Tracy he, Morgan. He. He worked. Uh, Sherry O'Terry. <laughs> okay. He worked for... with musical guests. No. Pearl Jam. All right. It's musical guests. <laughs> Stop. All right. So in 1938, when he was 20 years old, he was hired for his first radio... It's the ambiguously gay duo! <laughs> That's right. When he was 20 years old, 1938, he was hired for his first radio position at NBC affiliate WJAR. W -J -A -R. Okay. 
then he joined NBC full-time as an in-house announcer in 1944, remained on the network staff for 60 years. He worked on, uh, 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 on, on various radio shows as announcer for uh, all these things I've never heard of before. <laughs> mm. And uh, and and it's so I guess obviously he got his his start on uh, on radio announcing mm. things and I guess he just went from there. Yeah, built a whole career on announcing, being an announcer. Yeah, I mean it was amazing how long that Lorne Michaels continuously dragged this poor ninety year old man all the way to New York to record the stupid intros. I know. It was only a couple of years ago that they finally allowed him. To do it from a home studio. Because he's right. lived in Arizona. Right. I mean, ridiculous. Don Pardo dead. And Don he was... Pardo. He was also in... Um, uh, what do you call it? He was also in uh, Weird Al Yankovic's music video for I Lost on Jeopardy. Ah. As the announcer. Mm. That's Very it. Nice. The end. I mean, I'm not even attractive in Russia. You know, uh, Russian women. Yeah. <laughs> Russia is the only country in the world where men carry rape whistles. I mean, <laughs> not a pretty sight over there, is it? Not a pretty sight. Now, in England, now you go to, you did yeah. some shows for, was it the BBC? BBC, yeah. About five specials, I yeah. understand. Yeah, and, and, they, and they really loved them over yeah, there. Yeah, it was number one, isn't it? Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. Big in England. Yeah, I got to meet the Queen. You're kidding. Oh, I, she's... You met the Queen? Queen of England. After the joke about the stamp, that you, if I remember, well, you did I, it? Well, I, that's I take it all back. You did a joke? What, uh, what was the joke you did some time ago? That, I, I said a couple of things about the Queen of England. I said she sits like this. And no one has the guts to say, Your Highness. <laughs> and, you, and you said you'd seen her picture on a stamp, and the first thing you want to do is go up and lick the back of her neck. Yes. Right? Well, you know, you change, you grow. <laughs> you win, with wisdom. With age comes wisdom. Tell me about meeting the queen. I, well, she's, she's charming. Now she's charming. And she's not, she's not the best dresser in the world, but it's not just me that was saying it. Because the slip was showing, and everybody kept saying that. You know, why is she wearing an overdress? It wasn't just me. She was wearing soap on a rope for jewelry. Soap on a rope for jewelry. Tacky, tacky. And they invited me to the wedding. The wedding? Over yeah. of the... Yeah. What's her name? Sarah Ferguson? Fergie Ferguson. We Fergie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not asked? Uh, she's going to marry Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew, you weren't asked? I, uh, no, it's probably in the mail. Yeah, it's probably in the mail. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to buy her a chin for a wedding gift. <laughs> That's England's biggest import, is chins. chins. Most people don't know that. They can never hang her. She'll go right through that. Region. <laughs> <laughs> but it surprised me, because I was talking to the Queen about uh -huh. it. Um, you know, she, she's had everybody. I mean, and this is not, if you read People magazine. Yeah. Oh, it's in People magazine. She had many, many affairs. I mean, she's had England, Ireland, Scotland, and Canada, and she's going to wear white, which yeah. makes me laugh. Didn't know that. Except yeah. everybody, again, everybody wears white. Did you go to Madonna's wedding? No. 
wore white. Oh, Harry, Harry. I have never seen She raised her arm. I thought Tina Turner was under there. I have never seen her. With age comes wisdom. So true. So true. <laughs> With age gives you it. That's right. <laughs> what about when? And also the giggles, too. Age gives you the giggles. We have to cut away for a moment. We'll come back and look at each other. And... <laughs>